You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to the Faith Roots Podcast. I'm so glad that you joined us today. We're talking about spiritual warfare, how to use the armor of God against those negative forces that come against us all. And uh, I want to turn your attention to the text. It's Ephesians chapter 6. Today it's verse 14. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, one of the things that we said yesterday is that righteousness is relational. It's a relationship word. In other words, I am righteousness not just because I stand right with myself. I can't make myself righteous. I am righteousness because of how I stand with God. Where I stand with God is what makes me righteous. It's not where I stand with myself. It's where I stand with God. God is the one who makes me righteous. So you cannot stand in confidence against the powers of darkness if you are unsure of where you stand with God. Listen to what James had to say in James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So James begins by saying, look, your power to resist Satan does not come from you by yourself. It comes from your relationship with God. In fact, there's a story in the book of Acts about seven exorcists who did not believe on the Messiah. They had heard about Jesus and about how Paul, in the name of Jesus, cast demons out of people. And so they came across a guy who was demon-possessed, and the seven of them said, We adjure you uh, by the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, the one that Paul preaches, come out of the man. And the guy who had the evil spirit jumped on them, and he had such strength, he was able to beat them all. And he bruised them and tore their clothes off and sent them out. And this is what he said. He said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? So he had no regard for them because they were not righteous. They had no connection to the Lord. They're trying to use the name of Jesus like it's a wand or something, but uh, it, it is our righteousness or our relationship with God that gives us the power. So right relationship is way more important than authority over the devil. Now, this is one thing I want to read to you. Uh, it's uh, Luke's Gospel chapter 10. Jesus sent out 70 disciples in addition to the 12. And they returned, Luke 10, 17, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And listen to what he says. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. But listen to verse 20. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So he's telling us that 
It's more important to have a right relationship with God than to know you have authority over the devil. If I had to take one or the other, I know I have a right relationship with God. It's good to know both, but I'm not rejoicing in the fact that I have authority over the devil. I'm rejoicing because I have a seat at the right end of God in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So this is a right relationship. Here it is uh, in, in Romans chapter 10, this right relationship. And here's what Paul said, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law or the fulfillment of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. So here in the second passage, the Apostle Paul talks about people who are not in right relationship with the Father because they have not submitted to the Father's relationship or the Father's righteousness, rather. And when you are intent on establishing your own righteousness, you are automatically at odds with receiving the righteousness of God in Christ, which was what was given to us. Now, let me tell you how this manifests. And, and you see this a lot in the church world. You see people who look down their noses at sinners. And I'll, I'll give you two great illustrations from my teenage years. I lived in a small town. My mom uh, had a real problem and a struggle with drugs and alcohol when I was a kid growing up. My folks split when I was uh, nine and a half years old. Uh, my mom moved us away from my father, and uh, we lived in Fort Worth, Texas, and we went three and a half years there. I did anyway, and it was miserable, absolutely miserable. The oppression was unreal. I left. I had no choice. I had to get out of there. And I called my daddy and asked him to come get me. And he did. And I moved in with my daddy when I was in the seventh grade. Uh, my daddy was a traveling salesman. My dad was gone at least a week at a time and sometimes two weeks at a time. And I did not see him. I lived in the house by myself with no adult authority. Now, my dad's brother lived in town and he would check in on me and he was good about that but I still had a lot of freedom. There was no one to make me come home at night, uh, so forth. And so I didn't turn wild right away, but eventually I did get pretty wild. I remember getting a little bit wild and there's no telling what all people said about me because they knew I had no supervision. So I got blamed for things that I didn't really do, but I was guilty of plenty to be sure. But one of the people that looked down on me most, actually there were two, and they were both very religious. They were my football coaches. And they very much disapproved of me. I knew they did not like me. I felt it every time I went to the locker room. I knew they were very disapproving of me and they let it be known. Nothing I could ever do would earn their confidence. I, I remember there were times I thought, I gotta straighten up and live right and, I, I, and I'm going to try harder and be a better football player and be a better kid. It didn't matter. They didn't see it. Now, I moved. And I moved to a high school with 2,600 students. There were only 2,200 people in my whole town, in this small town. But we moved. And I moved into a new high school. And I had two coaches. And they both went to the same church. 
And they were of the same denomination as these previous guys, but they were different. And I often thought, man, I'm glad they don't know me and don't know where I came from and don't know anything about me. But they had a totally different attitude toward kids. And it's this, even though they themselves were right with God, they didn't have an air of superiority about them. And a lot of Christians do that because they believe more in their own righteousness. In other words, I'm better than you because I keep the rules. I'm better than you because I go to church. I'm better than you because I do this or I do that or I read my Bible or I pray. I'm better than you. And we don't even realize we do it, but we develop this spiritual sense, this spiritual sense of superiority. And sinners can feel it big time. And what you don't realize is you have ceased standing in the righteousness of God and you've moved over and now you're standing in your own righteousness. And there's nothing that repels a sinner any quicker than a self-righteous Christian. I saw that about myself to a certain extent. I, I, I knew I'd, I wasn't totally wrapped up with that, but I had a little bit of that in me. And when I changed my thinking and I began to realize, you know what? I, I am nothing. I have nothing. I come from nothing. I have nothing to brag about. Everything that is good and wholesome about me is on loan. I didn't do any of this by myself. God did this for me. When I changed my attitude, it was amazing how I was able to love sinners. And I'm going to tell you something. I used to think that I had to convict sinners of their sins before I could lead them to Christ. So when I would get around them, I'd be disapproving of them. And they could feel it. I didn't have to say anything. They knew it, didn't like them, and, didn't, and I disapproved of them. And, and as a result, I turned people further from God. And here a few years ago, I went after a group of friends that did not know the Lord like I knew the Lord. And I was able to change their lives. And I was able to make a big difference in them because... I began to love them just for who they were. I didn't approve of everything they did, didn't approve of sins they committed, but that was not important. What was important to me was I want them to know I'm different. I have the love of Christ. Jesus did something great for me. And I didn't even have to open the subject up. They began to ask me, what happened to you? You're different. What happened? Tell us your story. Man, I, I could have drove a truck through that. I could have driven a truck through that hole that they left for me. It was amazing, and I was able to lead people to Christ. So this is why I want you to see. The person who trusts in Christ becomes the righteousness of God in him or becomes in Christ all that God requires a person to be. It's W. Vine. Christ removes my sin so effectively that the accuser of the brethren is left with nothing, nothing to attack me with, nothing. It's, he can't attack me. He has nothing to say because all of my sins are under the blood. And listen to Titus 2, 11 and 12, NIV. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. In other words, it's available to any man. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. God's righteousness cleans me up and gives me the power to stay right, but it's God's righteousness 
not my own, and I know where it came from. It's his. And for that reason, I don't have a superiority complex. Not at all. Used to, but not now. Thank you so much for joining me on this. Tomorrow we're going to get into episode 10, very important episode. You don't want to miss that, so I'll see you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.